Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. My name's Louis Tomlinson. As per usual, I'm joined on the other end of the line by a big man, Jim Watson. And you know what? I'm so excited about a certain horse out this weekend that I'm just going to be polite. I'm happy. Envoy Allen's running. How are you, James? I hope Fine. you're well. Yeah, looking forward to it. The only negative is I was planning on going to the Charlie Hall again this year. I went last year and it was a thoroughly enjoyable race day. Um, that's the only negative that I've really got about this week so far. We've seen some, some nice chase debuts, some nice novice hurdle debuts. The main one of the week's obviously latest exhibition. Uh, opened his account for Paul Nolan, Brian Cooper, give him a solid ride and he, he learnt on the job and he made him, and what I liked about latest exhibitions this week was the fact that he did make an error and then he wasn't scared of the next fence. He continued to just jump it even more bold, um, which I was impressed with. Um, other than that, I think I've had a pretty nice week. Yeah, first, well, one of the first ones off the mark there for the Turf Talk 12 for Matt Rennie as well. Absolutely smashing it there. Yeah, not, not the only decent performance we've seen this week from latest exhibition. Uh, good boy Bobby, now in the colours of Simon Manier and Isaac Slade got the job done in an intermediate chase at Bangor on Tuesday. He's a nice type going forward. Do Your Job, who I mentioned uh, on our season preview, for season horse, we've got beat by Brinkley, my horse to follow. He won again at air on Monday, which I was quite happy about. Obviously at the weekend as well, a couple of nice performances at Cheltenham throwed on. What a tank. What a tank. Cheltenham suits him perfectly to the ground, get him out in the rhythm, get him jump. And he's a sort of horse, mate. Look, I, I don't think he's a Gold Cup contender. No, neither do I. But that's the situation that sees him to best effect. Being allowed to go out in front, set his own tempo and dominate inferior horses. And when he does, he does it really well. Yeah, um, it, it was great to see Bryony and him back aboard at Cheltenham and Magic once again. Yeah, nuts. Well, really great story as well, getting the job done. Off top weight to take the old road. A horse I'm quite a big fan of as well, Manella Celebration. Got the job done in the Veterans Chase, which showed actually a really, really good run from Don Polly, yeah, who was. was the one to take out of that race. I was like, he's not going to do it, is he? When I think, did Harry kick about? Harry kicked quite far out. And I thought, if he carries on just galloping, there could be a chance, you know. Oh yeah, I, I look. I, I was so busy. I've been doing some work for a a bloodstock agent and helping him out, just doing a bit of analysis ahead of Tats last weekend. So I'd not seen any of Saturday's racing or Sunday's racing until about midnight on Sunday. And I saw Don Polly going that well and I thought, surely, surely someone would have notified me that Don Polly had won a race. Have I missed something here? Because turning from, I was certain. I thought, he's got this. He's got this. Why has no one mentioned it? I'm sure I'm sure I'd have been tagged on Twitter. But no, what a boy. I tell you what, that's, that's the best race he's ran in about four years. Uh this weekend, Jim, we were arguing about this, weren't we? Is the Charlie Hall meeting the first proper one of the season? Yeah, I, I, I've 
seeing the decks and the the lineup of of this weekend at Weatherby and uh, Ascot, I, I think it has to be. Um, I'm I'm not normally the biggest fan of the Charlie Hall weekend because I still I still think in, I'm quite well. I'm either stupid or old fashioned, um, but I think November handicap. After then, that's when the jump season starts properly for me. It's like my problem with the Lincoln. Yeah, it's in a stu- that's in a stupid place. So me and you'll be in charge of the calendar. But get get rid of all the racing. Just have <laughs> two big races every year with everyone. <laughs> and they all all the races be at Haydock. It'd be like the London Marathon, mate. Because you could put like Don Polly in a panda costume. <laughs> or a mascot race. Can't beat a mascot race. Aye, no, you can't. Horse racing, though, Jim. We are going to go to Weatherby first, and we're going to start with the Bet365 Charlie Hall Chase at 3.20. And again, it's a really, really good field this year. A really good field. Surname, 2-1 favourite. Fascinating that they're coming here with him. Ahead of 100-30 Vindication, 9-2 Sam Spinner. 7's Bally Optic, 11's Definitely Red, 20's Mr Whitaker and Le Bagoa, 22 Keeper Hill, 28 I Right, and 100 to 1 Sant Xavier. Uh, Jim, I'll come to you first here with the favourite. Surname up to 3 miles, going the other way around. Is this a recipe for disaster? Well, you, you'd think so. We, we all know what surname is. Um, he's Performances over two mile five, two miles uh, four round Ascot have been absolutely devastating, and um, I genuinely can't. Tell, I I watched that uh, Ascot chase when he beat Waiting Patiently by seventeen lengths and everything, and his jumping and everything was absolutely superb. Turn the taps on, and and I was a bit of a doubter with this horse last season and I don't think I'd necessarily given him the respect he deserved um, I think he was found out in the end for trying to step up to three miles, I, I know he finished second in the King George but he looked knackered with two to jump um, and then we saw him fall in the Ascot chase where well, once again he, he looked just knackered and I think the course, races are caught up with him I think it was probably fortunate in his favour that the season ended shortly um, because he would have had a proper nice long rest off. Uh, and he's back here in a competitive renewal of the Charlie Chase. One, uh, Charlie Chase? The Charlie Hall Chase. Charlie Chase. <laughs> uh, tag him on Twitter or something if there's a Charlie Chase out there. Um, and it's a competitive renewal and he's going to have to be on his A game to win this, I think, because I, I think there's there's some competitive, nice, strong staying horses in behind that are better at the trip and will be better around the track. Who are you taking him on then with, Jim? And can I have a guess? Uh, go on then. Is it Sam? O- of course. Is it Sam? There's a little soft spot for Sam Spinner, and to see him bounce back after having that season-ending injury last year, uh, after winning that Grade Two novice chase, and know that we've only seen him over fences three times, but the ability was 
evidently still there. We saw him last uh, t- two seasons ago uh, running, bumping into Baisley Park all season. Um, and, well, he's, he's such a likeable horse, I think, Sam Spinner. Um, he, he normally leads, and you sort of know what you're going to get with him. And he's never really... I think he's slightly underappreciated, like, in general, because what he's done is quite impressive when you look at it, really. Since that, what used to be the fixed brush, he took that race apart, uh, and then he carried on kicking on from there. And he's been so consistent in this division, apart from the two unseats um, in the beginning of the 2018-2019 season, where he, he just looked a bit awkward. But he, he found his... Found his stride back again, and, and last season over fences, beating Beats Town, who we thought would have been a better chase at uh, uh and Windsor Avenue, probably slightly disappointed that day as well. But um, he's had very little experience, but it, I still think he's got a hell of a lot of ability. He's not he's not a uh, large animal at all. I mean, I've visited him in his stable, and he's t- absolutely tiny. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him out on the track. He could well flop, but I think my heart's ruling my head a slight bit more here. And I think 9-2, if he drifts out to fives, I might have a nibble each way. I agree, mate. I think he's got a right chance. I agree that he's probably the most underrated horse in the country as well. In terms of the market, like... Two of, his, two of his three starts last season, he was sent off uh, bigger prices. Horses who were vastly inferior hurdlers in him. He had £24 on Beakstown, uh, based on hurdles ratings. And Beakstown was sent off odds-on to beat him. Yeah. He had over 30 on Windsor Avenue. And Windsor Avenue also sent off odds-on to beat him. Sam Spinner just tends to get the job done. And I know, I know there was a bit of a, a little bit of a weird period, wasn't there, where he didn't quite go off the rails for a bit, but, but he definitely had a dip in form. Seemingly came out of that with his second to Percy Park, and he's not really done anything wrong as a chaser so far. This is different gravy, this. Up against some very decent horses. It's not a race I've really settled on an opinion on. Surname. I mean, the Ascot chase two years ago was ridiculous. You know, it, it was the highest rated chaser in training after that. And then he beat Altior. You know, I know Sprinter Sacra fans will probably disagree, and I, I completely see why, but I think Altior is the greatest steeple chaser I've ever seen. Depends what metric you measure greatness by, because I, I, I fully buy an argument why people are Sprinter Sacra over Altior the toughness and the consistency and the ability to back it up is what tips it in Altio's favour to me. did him. But, and even then, he was second in a King George. But, I'm, I mean, is it possible to be more unenthusiastic about a King George second? You know what I mean? I know. Lots of horses that have probably had a finish second that day. Footpad didn't stay. Lost in translation wasn't around. Even Ace Souls, it was seemingly well below his best 
and it just looked like he felt the effects of that after Ascot. I wouldn't want to back a horse at two to one off the back of surnames last two runs, even though they're almost, you know, the last one was at least eight months ago. It won't surprise me if he dances up. It really won't. But I think he's vulnerable, and I think the I think the way people are talking about this race, everyone seems to think he's vulnerable. And the one that everyone seems to be thinking is the likeliest uh, one to take advantage, and the second favourite is Vindication. And this is a horse who I struggle to get my head around because lots of really smart people think he's better than I do, and that worries me. <laughs> I've I've seen a few people you know what I mean? up for the Gold Cup, yeah. Uh, a few foodies at 50s. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Oh. There are some really... And it's not just one. There's seemingly a couple of people whose opinion I respect really highly. And they all seem to think Vindication is very good. I I think he's what, about a 160 horse. So it, I'm a bit like, is, is there something blatant I'm missing? With him, and if he goes and wins this year, he will. But I won't back him at hundred to thirty. I, no. I, I just don't. I, I don't think he's as. I mean, his re, his form. Nothing he did last season was as good as anything. Definitely red did. For me. Well, yeah, yeah. When you look at it, you know, and that that's not me knocking vindication, but I don't know. If, if I were to go on my own judgment, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. You know, I'm surprised he's as short as he is in one aspect, but I'm not surprised because a lot of really intelligent people seem to think this horse is very good. But then again, everyone intelligent thought that champ was going to get his ass handed to him at the Cheltenham Festival last season. I didn't see a single person fancy him other than me. And uh, yeah, I'm taking full credit for that victory. Uh, last you had year's to get, winner. You had to get that in, didn't you? Oh, it still hurts. But, but, you know what I mean? It, trust my judgment. That's what I'm trying to tell. That's what I'm trying to say to myself. Trust my own judgment. Although speaking of Manella Rindo, really, really good at Wexford. He was, he, and he and he looked the size of a double decker bus as well. He looked almost as fat as Mogul. Ha! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, is his action a bit strange? Manella Indo. It's it like is, yeah. it looks like like he's made of like liquid. He looks a bit like he's got jelly legs, but then he just keeps finding. Like, I, I'm I'm going to bang on about this RSA once again, and I really really don't want to. But he was coming back again at the line. He, I think he he wasn't tired. I think he was just a bit lonely and wanted a scrap. Oh, I can't I can't talk about it anymore. I agree. I agree. He was staying on. He was staying on again. And things already are again this season. No one seems to think, everyone seems to think that I've seen is Manella Rindo is going to improve past champ this year. And I'm, you know, I'm not as certain on that, but he was very good on on Monday. We will give him that. Ballyoptic had an absolutely belting year last season. Three wins including this race, and then getting the job done. Asker in the swimming chase off a mark of 157. That was a tough test. Stays all day, Jim. 
if the ground comes up soft, he's got a real chance. Yeah, he's, he's an absolute plodder. Um, he did have a few question marks with his jumping, I thought, early on as, as a novice and uh, as his, as in general, but he seemed to have ironed them out slightly better. Um, he's the grand old age of 10. I feel like he's been around for years now. Um, but he normally turns up in the big races. We saw him in this last year. Uh, if he puts up another performance similar to this last year, um, he might be finishing third. But you never know. He might improve once again. And he's not for me at the prices, but you can't rule him out being the last year's winner. Um, the horse for me at the prices that I quite like, I think he should be a bit shorter, is Mr. Whitaker. Um, we all know um, that he bumped into simply the bets last time and his form was, was rock solid. But uh, I think he's a horse that's maybe going to take a bit of time to progress a bit more. I know he, he, he's progressed fairly quickly already uh, and we've seen him win quite a few nice races. But I just have this feeling that one day he's going to pop up in something like this or, or a bigger race and, and really run outrun his odds and I, I think that uh, this could sort of be the race for him he's sort of he's normally ridden fairly quietly uh, but we've seen the last couple of times he's been ridden quite prominently um, and I think I think there's going to be a fair enough tempo on if if Sam Spinner goes ahead surname goes forward uh, definitely red lights to dominate and so does Labagola uh, if you look at them for they're normally close to the pace and I think I'm not saying that it might fall apart but I'm saying that the race might favour him slightly more with the good pace to, to take him into the race um, I, I don't have I, I don't have a question mark with him staying the distance I think he's although we've when we've seen him over three mile one at Cheltenham and over three miles uh, it's, we've not necessarily seen him in his best light. I think the, the good tempo to the race will suit him, uh, and I think twenties is a fair enough price about him. I I know you're a big fan of definitely Red Luke, and you said that his form's solid in this, and and I have to agree it is. But I'd rather have Mr. Whitaker at twenties than definitely Red at eleven. I wouldn't, because I disagree with you on one key point there. Mr. Whitaker has run over. Three miles twice in his career. They're the only two times he's pulled up. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was saying. I, I know that is the probably the the worry. However, I do feel the two times of that were at Cheltenham, and they were. And I do think he, although he has won on at Cheltenham, I do think he's slightly suited by a flatter track. I, I'm looking at his action. I think and watching him even in the finish. I think he quite just. I'd be interested to see what he is. I know Weatherby's not that. Well, it is flat, but um, there's quite a. After the line, there's a steep finish. But I think a flatter three miles might suit him more than a, the stiffer three miles. And on this weekend, two years ago, he did beat Surname. There you go. Uh, when, when they ran in the Colin Park and Mr. Baker won that race, Surname finished third. And they also finished second once to borrow. Do you know who it was? Who is it? Happy Diva. Happy Diva. The little legend herself. Uh, you're keen on Sam, aren't you? I am. Um, 
I think 92 is a good price. Um, I'm going to look to take surname on. I probably might give him a bit more credit this season, but he's got a lot of question marks to find here going a different way around and over three miles. And I think two mile five is probably his best and three miles is pushing it. And there's some proper season stayers in this and he might struggle, uh, I think, if he... Um, if he gets into a bit of a duel up front with Sam, with definitely Red, he'll be forward. Uh, Labagor was normally ridden forward. Um, nice to see Adam Wedge get the ride on Labagor while normally Dickie Johnson riding, but um, Adam Wedge, perfectly good jockey, and I'm looking forward to see if he can get a tune out of Labag. It's if I do have a pick, and I, I will have to have a pick. It's going to be so tentative. This is the epitome of watch and enjoy. For me, I might be slightly inclined to go for Bally Optic again, Jim. Ooh, braver man than me. You're going for the old old timers, and I'm going for the eight year olds. He was really, really decent this year. And, you know, I don't disagree. That Sam's a very, very possible winner of this race. I don't disagree with that. Maybe he's just slightly underrated again. You know, did did well to win this race last year. And it was the best season of his career. Clearly he was still in good heart at the back end of last year. Look, they should be a couple better than him. Potentially if these horses are as good as people want them to be. But he just, to my eyes, looks the most solid. So at 7-1, to one, a very tentative selection. Brilliant race. I'm sorry, I bottled it. No change there. Oh, oh, that's a horrible little dig. <laughs> uh, West Yorkshire Hurdle, Jim. What a brilliant name for a race. The Can I also players. just ask, is Weatherby in West Yorkshire? Because for yes. me, it's not. What? No, I'm sorry. No. You, you you can't change geography to fit your own beliefs. This is, That's not a... So where, where does West Yorkshire end? There are genuine boundaries you can go and find if you want. It's not like theoretical. Uh, is there actually? Because as soon as I hit Weatherby, I think North Yorkshire. It's, I mean, it's the top side of North Yorkshire. I mean, sorry, the top side of West Yorkshire, yeah. It's, there's not many places further north than it, but, yeah, it's not It's not. A, it's not a uh, one that's really up for debate, that. Because it's genuinely, I've always questioned it. Um, I, I know people won't really care, but I, I thought you'd matter about it mostly because being the strong West Yorkshireman you are. West Yorkshire, best Yorkshire. Uh, Liz Nagar Oscar five to two five for this race. One hundred to thirty Roxanne, a four to one next destination. Tens Copperhead, and our old mate Holstone. Eleven's a horse you like, Decor Eel on day. Fourteen's Chapman's hype. Sixteen's Kildesart, and the Dutchman is back. I didn't know that. I thought he'd retired. I really, really, really liked him a couple of years ago. Thought he was going to be a cracking chaser when he won the Peter Marsh. So I am buzzing that he's out, even though 
this is probably absolutely impossible for him. Uh, Jim, where are you looking with this? I think there's a price here. Well, go on. I'll let you go first. I'll let you take the reins. The favourite is overpriced. Yes, I agree. I do agree with you there. Everything Liz Nagar Oscar did last season said he should be capable of winning this. And because it was a little bit of a messy year and people and he underperformed and he won the stairs at fifty to one, he's not got the credit he deserved. But his third in the cleave should be good enough to win this as well. Mm-hmm. His fifth in the Bartlett was a good race. He's a very decent staying hurdler. And I know he gives weight away here. But I don't think anything in this is as good as him, unless next destination, next destination, Pornicles has does a worldie and gets him ready first time after, you know, two and a half years off the track. Yeah, that'd be yeah. some training performance. It would be. And you wouldn't certainly rule him out doing that because you look at next destination's form and it, it's it was up there. It, well, it was the Sam Crow year, wasn't it? We're going back novice. Novice Hurdling, and he beat Delta Work. The form of that's come out well. Uh, Sam Crow, he was seven and a half lengths in behind. The form of that's come out all right, and he won the he won the Lawlers, didn't he? Um, his Grade One victory. Uh, he was a horse that was very impressive, and uh, in in his Novice Hurdle days, and it's exciting to see him back out here. Um, I think we saw him over three miles last two years ago, and I thought that. That was probably his best trip. We saw him early on in his career win a point to point over three miles and uh, he'd worked his way up from two miles up to three. Um, it'll take some training performance, but you won't rule him out. Um, I respect that Lisnagar Oscar is a good price. Uh, I do think 5-2 is quite generous, but I also have a feeling that he's there to be shot at. And there's some nice horses in behind that I think are, are some generous prices. Roxana, uh, we saw her win at the Cheltenham Festival in 2019, uh, beating Stormy Island in that year that Benny DeGier fell at the last. I don't think anyone will, will forget that. But she was slightly disappointing last season. She just didn't quite kick on as much as maybe people would have liked. Um, maybe, maybe, I think that the step up to three miles will suit her a slight bit more. Um, she ran a creditable second uh, after winning at Cheltenham uh, two seasons ago, or last season, sorry. Um, and she, she ran creditable over three miles. That was one of the only other times which she had done before at Aintree behind Santini. Um, but I feel like three miles flat track will suit her. Uh, the Skelton's horse is going well at the minute. Um, and I respect her because she gets the mayor's allowance as well. I think Copperheads will be using this race. I know they probably won't, but uh, they'll probably be using this for something chasing next season, uh, for the rest of this season, sorry. Zian the Hennessy, entries for them are out this week. That, to me, strikes as a sort of race Cophead should love. Yeah, and also the Tizard horses aren't running that well, so if if he uh, gets this run under his belt, he'll certainly strip fitter. Holstone, we always know what Holstone does in, in these sorts of races. We've seen him chasing of recent times, and he's not done too badly at it, to be honest. Three starts, two wins, and a second. So 
you can't really complain. I know all of it. One of his wins was in a two-runner race, and the other one pulled up. Um, but you've seen him in recent years in staying hurdles and and uh, races along these lines. We saw him get beat by Colin's sister uh, back in 2017 in this race, and that's not covered in 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 glory. But he runs with plenty of credit every season, and he's a nice horse. We have the Holstone theory, Lewis, uh, don't we? And if if you have to beat Holstone to have a chance for the stairs hurdle, and you respect him here. And Decor Elon Days is a horse that I mentioned in our Cheltenham anti-post podcast. And I, I think three miles will be right up his street. We saw him run over two mile seven last time in a handicap hurdle, and I know that was a handicap, and he's going into a into a grade two here but he's got decent form behind some nice horses uh, and that win at Catrick when he won that novice hurdle he absolutely cantered home on on soggy ground Um, and I think he's he's slightly underestimated in the market Um, I I respect Lisnagar Oscar at 5-2 and I'll probably be back in Lisnagar within the next couple of days but Decor Elon Days is a bit of value at the at, at the price. He's, and he's fairly fit having two starts already uh, in front of all these where we haven't really seen any of them really other than Chapman's hype, uh, who I think he'll need to kick on again, even though he's been on a bit of a roll over the summer. Yeah, I can have that. I can have that. I hope Next Destination runs well. Cause I've been waiting for him to come back for a long time. He had a horse I really liked as a novice. You know, and I, I hope there's still ability there, whether, whether he's still quite a grade one horse. That remains to be seen, but I hope he shows something. But I do, I see no reason why Lisnagar Oscar shouldn't progress. He certainly progressed again last season. And It'd be interesting to see what happens to the stayers market if he wins. Does he then become fab? Do people then start to buy it? Well, I, I still don't think they will because I still think they all know that Paisley's better than him. But what does he have to prove then? If he finishes third in the Cleveland and wins, wins the stayers and then wins this admittedly half-decent West Yorkshire hurdle field, there's not... Do you I, think this... Sorry, go on. I mean, look, I know we did a lot of talking about this on, on the preview last week, but I'd, I'd still rather have Lisnagar Oscar at a bigger price to back to win the stairs than Time Hill. Yeah, I'd agree. He's been there, done it, bought the T-shirt. He has, and I hope, I hope he does all right here. Giving almost a stone to Roxanne is going to be an ask. She's a really, really decent filler, you know, and arguably... Maybe didn't quite go on as much as people may have liked. She ran top notch really close at Ascot last season. That was probably her best start. Didn't run poorly behind Somerville Boy as well. But no, I say I think the Favs are stand out for me here. And if I were pricing this up, I'd have him shorter than five to two. Yeah, I'd have him thirteen to eight. <sighs> Jim, no value with him. We know what he's like. The tight get. Uh, also on the Saturday at Weatherby, Vidana Blue goes in the Mayor's Hurdle. She's already 7-4 to four on to beat White Hot Chili Filly, who is the only other single-figure uh, horse in that race. We're going to go to 
Ascot now, and talk about their card. Lovely, lovely handicaps always, is there Ascot. And the first we'll discuss briefly is the 155, the top.co.uk handicap chase listed race over two miles. And Capeland, three to one favourite here. What happened to him in this race last year, Jim? Didn't he get absolutely smashed or put through the side of the... Uh, didn't he smash Adrianda Pont? Was it Adrianda Pont? Diego de Charmil, Royal Rumble. Diego, Diego de Charmil, that's the one. Yeah, put him put him through the rails. Uh, 3-1 to one favourite, though, to avenge, avenge what happened last year. Iblio, 100-30, 11-2, Flaminger. Six is a mule of gold. Seven's little light. Eight's Cad Delan, who is still only eight. Ten's Molyneux and twenty to one Azure. Jim, I guess Caitlin's sights were hired last season. Really, after he after he got the business done, the meeting after this gained revenge when he won that handicap chase. You know, they, they ran him in the desert orchid. They ran him in the Clarence House. Those proved to be beyond him. But back down to a mark of 150, I know he didn't quite go as well as people would have liked in the Grand Annual. This looks very, very winnable. It does. Um, He's lumping a a large uh, weight round, and we saw last weekend that top weights in these handicaps, they seem to be, especially from the Paul Nichols there, will be able to do it nowadays. And you wouldn't certainly rule Capeland out. Uh, Like you said, he had... He got WWE chokeslammed uh, in uh, the Burn Group last year, and he certainly made up for that the time after. He was pitched into a lot higher company, into a, a an easier race here, and you have to respect him at the top. Um, <coughs> Iblio, we haven't seen run an awful lot, and we, well, we saw him run three times last season, having been off for three years. Um, he won two of his starts and was second on his his last one in March in a in a not a bad handicap chase. Um, he's not had a lot of runs. He is very lightly raced, and I'm looking forward to seeing him out on track because I was really impressed with how he jumped uh, last season. Um, he seems to be a natural over the fences, and another season on his back, and hopefully that's made him a bit stronger. And we know what Vanessa Williams is like. On a Saturday afternoon in these in these races, she's absolutely dominant in them for many years. Um, he's probably where I'm nudging to at the minute. Um, being, I know he has to progress again to probably be uh, beat this, but he's getting a fair amount of weight off Capeland, obviously because he's in a handicap, um, and there's not a lot. Well, I think I think he will have improved. Uh, I just think this second run where he got beat by Canelo. I just think that come a bit too soon around. Um, I think he takes a bit of time between his races. And uh, obviously, he goes well fresh. We've seen that before. And I think 130 is a fair enough price for a horse that we don't know an awful lot about. But I think he still could kick on uh, from them small amount of runs. And you mentioned Cad Delan, who is only eight, which is an absolute freak of nature. But... Um, we have seen him run well in these Ascot uh, two-mile races before, and and I think he's slightly overpriced uh, at eights. I think he could run with a bit of credit. Uh, we've seen him bump into uh, Capeland and 
uh, a couple of times and he's not exactly shown himself with full, full of credit pulling up in, in the race that he got his justice in last season. Um, however, I think that here he might go well because I couldn't be having Flaminger at them prices as much as he's been on a bit of a roll. Um, I still think he's got a hell of a lot of progression to do. I'm not 100% on his jumping and I'm, I think... I'm not 100% too, mate. If there were a one-mile seven chase, I don't know. There's something about Flaminger that I don't think he'll stay. And I know he's won over 2-2 on heavy, but I think he's... I just don't think he's got the stamina in the bag um, to be running at this high a level. Um, Amula Gold, I can't be having at them prices either. Uh, and that left me with Cadillan for the each-way value. So I, I, that's probably... My opinion, I got Iblio. I think Iblio's got a pretty good chance in this. I'm glad that they're dropping Molino down in trips. So am I. But I, think, the, he, I the, think he might. I think he might be the each way value. The, the form of the stable at the minute is horrendous, and it's slightly worrying me. Are you still the Pope of Tizard? I am, but that's what I mean. It's slightly worrying me. Only a month to go to the bet fair. And the horses. Well, I, mean, I think they had Carter, the 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 King that won the other day. He hosed up, but other than that, they've ran diabolically. Well, that's the point of religion, isn't it, Jim? It's meant to be a test of your faith. I, I will. I will always still stand by him, but I don't think I could be at the minute backing them. I'll still support them. I won't back them. Fair enough, mate. It's it's boring, but it's Cape Hunt for me, but at least I'm putting up an each-way one against the Fab this time. <laughs> I'm taking you on with it, Leo. I think there's a lot more to come from this off. You see, there's a, he's going to give me stick now for putting up two favourites in a row when the no, horse is up. Thank you, then. Thank you. I, I won't say what I'm going to say. No. I understand why if you put them both both them favourites up, because they they have arguably got the best chance in the race. Yes, get in. Watson's being nice. Uh, the Sodexo Handicap Hurdle is a listed race over two miles, and they bet 7-2 Kid Commando, 9-2 Countess, to 6 as Sebastopol, 6 as Malaya, 17-2 Hanging there, 10s to Carney, 11s Dear Silence, Daramanga, 14s Caius Marcius, not Keys Marcius as John Hunt calls him, and 22 on Byron Flyer. Uh I like this race. It, it's full of depth. Uh, that's the word I'm using for this depth. Shall I start with the one I like? Go on. It's not Kid Commando, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's Sebastopol. Yeah. Tom Lacey's horse. I quite liked him as he's as an uh, as an obviously running that race. Thomas Derby won. Uh, that Alexia de Nuts was second in, and that, that, that was a decent maiden hurdle, one of the deeper ones going back two years. Didn't win that season, so held his second season novice uh, status, went on and went on a progressive handicap, so last year he still only had six, six starts, won first time up at Wincanton, then was fourth at Huntingdon in what Proved to be a very, very decent race, highly prized one. That's Sophia's Rock second. 
and Kubruk, who was third, who, as far as I'm aware, is back in France now. Uh, then he won the uh, Scottish County Hurdle at Musselburgh on his final start, where he beat Ashington and Miranda. The Queen. Yeah, you know, he's just... I feel like he he looks good when he's on the bridle, this horse. I don't think he lacks him for graft when he's asked off it. I hope I hope there's a pace for him to aim at, because I think that's what he wants, a really a strongly run two miles where he can travel into the race and then just kind of kick. 142 is obviously a career high mark for him, but he has only had six runs. He took a step forward with every start last season. I'd be hopeful here, me. But that being said, look, the favourite is an obvious favourite. I like Malaya as well. I think she's quite a nice filly for Paul Nichols. Maybe didn't kick on as as they would have liked after she won the Imperial Cup, but was back to form last season. Was you know only had Nordano, who was an absolute handicap block that day, ahead of her when finishing second in what was a better handicap than this at Ascot on uh, that day last February. She's a threat. She's only rated 138 as well, and I'd be disappointed if that wasn't slightly workable for her. There are lots of nice types here, mate. Where are you? Where are you leaning? I'm looking at, at the angle of the pace in the race because I think there's quite a lot of hold-up horses. You you mentioned it briefly that you think Sebastopol's a bit of a bridle. Well, he's not just a bridle horse because he finds plenty of it, but he does look good on the bridle. And I think there's a few in this like that. I think Malaya is held up normally. Uh, and she comes through rivals. Countista, I'd say the same. She, she's been held up in most of her starts. Takani, we see held up as well. Um, dear Sire, even last time, come from the back, even though we normally see him from the front. So I'm looking at the pace angle of this race, and the only two viable options I see to go forward are Kid Commando and Hang In There. Uh, hang In There, if you cast your mind back uh, to the Supreme Novice Hurdle trial uh, at Cheltenham that he won. I know it was a pretty shite race, if I'm being honest, uh, but he dictated the pace from the front, led all the way, and was impressive. And then we've, we've seen, we've not necessarily seen him in his best effect in his last couple of starts. Um, and he has been running against nice horses in better company, other than last time, where he's probably slightly disappointed. But never really looked like he was in the race at all that day. Um, he would have improved for that seasonal reappearance. And I think 17-2 to 2 is a nice each-way price for me. Uh, this time of the year, you've noticed, you'll hear me tipping up horses each way. It's not a season, it's not the time of year that really shouts out for me for picking horses to win. I, I, I like to look for the value in these sorts of races. And... I think hanging there could be a bit of value here. I do think there's a bit of juice in his marker 139. I do think I do think he's got a nice race in him somewhere along the lines. Uh, and I'm hoping it might be here. Kid Commando um, has had seven starts and uh, has very, very good form. He, he ran with a lot of credit in the in the Dove Cut. I know he, he was beat a fair whack in the end. Well, seven and a half lengths isn't that much. But the form of that's not come out to be too bad. We saw Buzz run the other day uh, behind Saw Royal in the Welsh Champion Hurdle. I thought he ran fairly well. Um, he, he was 
he's made all in his uh, on his novice hurdle win, and I, I think being close to the pace might suit there because I think he might get an easy lead. Um, and I think Kid Commando and Hang in there will probably be my two looking at this race. I can have that. I can have that. I prefer Kid Commando of the two, although the price look the price is similar. The third in the Dove Cut last season, we don't really know how well that form will work out. Really, we've not seen Highway One or Two or West Cork since. Uh, Buzz didn't run badly though at Foss last first time up this season. I get I get the pace angle. Hanging there won a bad grade two though and has been bad since. Yeah, I understand but nothing to me confidence with him. I I think that there is a race in him along the lines that he if there's any race he's gonna to get to dictate it'll be this and we've not seen him really dictate. He has been a bit awkward um and he's like like he's just not look like he wants to be at the races and um I don't know if they're gonna apply any form of um headgear to him. I think he could be in favour of that and uh, and now might be the time to catch him. I think horses that have had a run will be a lot better uh or run better early season in my opinion just to give them that extra fitness edge and uh, hang in there's in this. I mentioned it earlier on in in the race uh with Decor Elon Days that he's had fitness ahead of the others, he'll be fairly ready to go. Uh, and I, I think that will help him. I know he was disappointing, but I think he'll have tightened up a lot for it. Uh, the only one towards the top of the bet we haven't mentioned is the Mayor Countess, a quick one on her. Um, she's difficult to get her head round. If bits and pieces of farm at a county hurdle, third was was good. Um, fifth behind Lauren in, in, in an obvious hurdle. She was she was absolutely spanked that day. Um, bits and pieces of form, um, but she was disappointed in the bet fair uh, behind not so sleepy. So again, never really on in the race, held up at the back, and I think that she'll need a fair. I think she needs a good, fast, well-run two miles for her to see her in best effect. Fair enough, pal. Fair enough. There's also one. I wouldn't rule out running an each way race. Chaos Marcius was placing this two years ago and has been in fine form over the summer. Mixing hurdling with chasing nowadays. He also had a spin on the flat uh, at Newcastle in February. He was third in the summer hurdle off top weight and second to highly prized two as a horse. I think we both have a fair bit of time for Jim uh, at Suvel. Over fences last time out again, second at Perth. Uh, he has got Danny McMenamin on who takes three off. That give, that means his runs here of one three eight, which I don't think is unfair. Look again, he's one who would probably need there to be a decent pace because he's a strong stayer at two miles. He's probably better over slightly further nowadays actually. But I don't think he's I don't think he's got a bad weight and uh, he's a horse I've, I generally like tends to. Like like quite a lot of Nicky Richards is, tends to give his running when he does run. Uh but it's a Bastopol for me. And for I'll take a risk with hanging in there, but I respect Kid Commander. Oh, bold. The Sedexo Gold Cup 
is the big three mile handicap chase. Grade three at three forty. These are the sort of races I adore. Nine to two favourite here, Comanche Red for Chris Gordon, six to one. What more? Yes, please. Thirteen to two Black Court and nine to one Regal Encore. Ten to one Mr Malarkey and Adrian Dupont. Twelve's Valtor. Fourteen's Black Lion. Sixteen's Mike Bite and Flying Angels. Same price Townsend. Twenty's Walking the Mill Django Django. And twenty five to one Militarian. Jim, you know what I'm going to say. So I'll let you take the lead on this. Well, I, I, I certainly want, want a lot more from what more. Uh, we were banging the drum last season that he'll be winning one of these races eventually and maybe it could be his time. But I think the market's got this fairly right enough. Um, I think the top two at the head of the market are probably where I'll be landing. I know it's slightly boring, um, but Comanche Red uh, has had good novice hurdle form last season. He was an absolutely devastating winner uh, of the uh, Boxing Day Novice Chase, uh, Novice Handicap Chase, simply the bets in behind who we saw go on to win uh, at Cheltenham twice after that. And on the slopes, who has progressed from 130, and we saw him, uh, and well, we certainly think there's a lot more juice in his mark of 143, although we didn't see him in his best effect last weekend. Um, but I, I think he's a horse that's going places and uh, I think Comanche Red certainly got a chance. Um, stepping up to three miles is the only negative, well not negative, but slight doubt. Um, we've seen him over too far. He's always been stronger at the finish. So I, I don't think there'll be necessarily that much problem with him uh, over that trip. And he's certainly, we've seen him have the speed to win over two miles. Um, but stepping up to three here, that's the only question mark. Um, what more? I'll let you talk about what more, Luke, because I, I know that's probably where you're going to be landing. Yeah, it is. Look, I talked about him on the season preview. He's one of my six to follow in the article I wrote for Cheltenham Talk. I'd say I just, I would be staggered if this horse wasn't capable of winning a good three mile handicap. <laughs> To a degree, I think he, I, I, I'm almost certain he wants a little bit of an extended three miles. But Ascot isn't a quick, quick track. You know, he was, he was, he looked too slow for Kempton, and he was fourth in the uh, race that used to be the racing post chase. I can't remember its name. It changed every year. We bet bright for a bit, wasn't it? That doesn't exist anymore. So who knows? Uh, the and then he went on to finish. <laughs> fourth in another race that doesn't exist anymore uh, the novice handicap at the festival now Simeon kept it he looked like a horse who wanted upwards of three miles and then he was quick enough to finish place in probably one of the most competitive handicaps of the season over half a mile quicker I think this race on paper the track a bit more of a stamina test at three He's more suitable than either of those two, and therefore I'd be gutted if he couldn't win off one three of one three eight the same mark. He ran in those two races off. I think everyone kind of expects that that novice handicap this season was a good one. You know, Galvin's won four since. People are at this stage talking about Imperial Aura as potentially a fringe Ryanair player. You know, they're quick. And I'm, I don't think what more is. 
So mm. I was impressed that he was able to get himself into that position. Obviously, look, he never looked like winning, and he was, you know, he plodded his way through into fourth. But I just think he's capable in a race that suits him of winning something like this. When I when I wrote that article, I was almost thinking Badger Hill's trophy was a race I had in my head because it's over slightly further than the flat three miles. But this this should be fine, and I hope he'll go and win. Although, Jim, you know what I'm going to have on my gravestone. Go on. And it's here again now. Regal on car each way at Ascot. <laughs> it's almost like racing sand, but over jumps. The exact same horse. And you you want too, not too much difference, is there? There's not, although the one thing to note is raising Regal on car each way only when he's a big price because every time he's fancied he doesn't win. Although he hasn't but been fancied for a while, you know. Last time out he was single figures. Yeah, 15 to Very two. often to that boy. That doesn't happen very often. He's single figures today, but you could not rule him out. This is his stomping ground, and he's another favourite of mine. Uh, look, that's just me talking about the two horses I like in general, rather than any actual analysis of this race. The case for the favourite, I can see, although I is his mark just not a little bit steep. It's based on one running it. I, I I think that he ran with credit in the pendle. Um, maybe Mark is slightly steep, but I I think that I think you find a bit more improvement for stepping up in trip. Um, because as an obvious hurdler, I th- I thought that three miles would be more up his street. Uh, he was running around two miles at Ascot and he was just getting outpaced. Um, three miles here. It'd be interesting to see how he goes. I do have respect. If he wins this off a rating of 150, you've got to be looking at bigger fish to fry in, in the next couple of months. Um, and I think he's exciting. And I, I do think, I, I think I'm going to agree with you here, Lou, with what more. I think you've made a very good case for him. I was just going to say the same. He's a bit, he is a bit chancy with his jumping, but. Hopefully that that's been brushed up over, over uh, the summer, and uh, hopefully he can run well at sixes. Yeah, just one or two ones. It's it's probably worth mentioning. Mister Malarkey and Black Cotton were one and two in the uh, Kempton race. What more finished fourth in chances for either of them? Black Cotton held his form really well last year. Yeah, uh, he's had wind surgery as well. Uh, he just couldn't quite get his head in front last season. Um, he was ridden differently to what he normally was in his last start he was held up uh, because he didn't get away from the start as well normally we see him at the front uh, or he's handily placed and uh, fairly prominent and dominant um, and we know Brian he gets on well with him uh, I think he'll I think he's just middling out a bit now I don't think the, the, the rise of improvements there to be had anymore we sort of know where he is and it's going to have to be a, a pretty good performance off 11-12 to be winning this but win surgery might, that might have sorted him out Mr Malarkey didn't go as forward as people I think people would have liked him to last season he was quite patchy but he did win that race during it yeah um, the word described perfectly patchy um, I thought I didn't think he ran too badly in the Labrooks trophy he was 
didn't jump very well and he was always being ridden along and looked like a right slow boat and um and he did get that win at Kempton beating Black Corton he won that race nicely um stable form a question mark I'm, I still think there's a bit of juice in his mark of 151 we mentioned Don Polly earlier Dan Skelton also has Black Lion now that'd be lovely it would be um, we haven't seen him for a long time um, I've, I think I've just got over the fact that he wasn't going to win either national uh, I mean he didn't, get, he didn't get much of a chance to win in 2018 to be fair no I, I couldn't believe I, I was so hot at him that year <laughs> he brought down at the first don't you just Ooh, love the national was it my perfect candidate who took him out I think it was and he's still going, isn't he? Don't, I mean, Don Polly finished ahead of perfect candidate of the weekend, so that's the most minor revenge possible for Darren Yates, I'm sure. When I he can see him just boxes, sat that at was home. Exactly what he had in mind. Sat at home stroking his cat and cackling. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's pay about five million quid to finish ahead of perfect candidate in a veteran's <laughs> chase. Go on. Uh, that'd be nice. And it would be nice for Mike Bike to come home safe and then immediately retire. He's still enjoying the game. He, he was one of the that was one of the heartwarming things at Cheltenham. Uh, I know I cast your mind back to months ago, but every horse after he'd lost his race just trotted back in. And when Mike Bike trotted back in, even though he hadn't won, he was the only horse that got a, somewhat of appreciation, which I thought was quite cute. Yeah, but it's like it's like when you see... Do you remember when that man from the Central African Republic was in the Olympic swimming? Because he entered into the wrong event. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people were clapping, Jim. Not because he was good at it. I think the, that, was, the, that was an the, unfair... The running comments on the cross-country chase say, held up, always towards Rio. I know I slag you off for asking horses to, to be retired, but I don't want all to happen to Mike Pike. And he's just not never going to win another race, is he? So do the sensible thing, please, boys. Uh, he'll go a minute sixteen to one now. Happy days. I hope he does, and I hope Nico de Boville sticks two fingers up to you as he passes the line. They might still retire him. Go yeah, out on a high. Go out on a high. That might be a good idea. That's what we want from this weekend. Uh, Down Royal, the first Grade One of the jump season. He's at two twenty-five. Fantastic renewal this as well. Fifteen to eight Delta work, freeze presenting Percy. Four's Chris's dream, six was the storyteller, fourteenth two way per meet, then bigger prices, Balcoder Flow, Snow Falcon, Alpha Desobo and Raven Hill. I think this looks pretty simple for Delta Work, Jim, even though it was a little bit disappointing in this last season. Uh I don't think there's anything really quite of the calibre up against him this year. I'd be disappointed if he couldn't get the job done. Yeah, I agree. Um, best form in the race. You've said it for many a year now. It'll dominate Irish group grade ones races like this over three miles. And I think he will. Uh, I think presenting Percy, the main target, in my opinion, uh, is is the national for him uh, this season. And I think I think that moving to Gordon Elliott will certainly be a positive. That's nothing against uh, Pat. Uh, however, say it, Jim. just say it. Just say the words. Just no. say Pat can't train. 
no, because he can. He's, we've seen we've seen him win races at Cheltenham with him. He can train. Um, the storyteller will will be there or thereabouts. And Chrissy's dream. I thought I was impressed with what he did in that Red Mills. Uh, he showed a bit of gritty attitude. I didn't think he ran all that bad uh, in the Gold Cup. And I think he'll be. I think it'll be Delta Work storyteller. I think Chrissy's dream will be third. Oh, I think that'll work a fair enough price. I think he'd be shorter if he didn't flop in this last season. Yeah, I'd have him evens. Yeah, his form is clear. I think I think the biggest danger is Chris's dream, who, again, was finished well beaten in the Gold Cup, but ran better than the actual bare form suggests. Mm-hmm. A horse I quite like going in. I was keen on him when he won the Tri Town. Absolutely danced up that day. The Red Mills over a short trip was probably against a load of horses who either want a different trip or were just horrifically out of form. But we know he's up to this level, and I I think he's a good Grade Two level chaser, and that might be enough to get him in the frame of this. Percy is a mystery. Because I still think, I still think I've got one foot in his camp. You know what I mean? There were people who wrote him off a lot earlier than I did last year. And I don't think I fully have yet, because I think there were positives to take on practically every one of his runs. Not all positive, but there were some positives to take. And there are positives to take from the Gold Cup as well. I mean, he was running better than he did two years ago. You couldn't, you couldn't have, you could not have put your life on saying presenting Percy wanted to be in the free at the stage he fell. He does want upwards of three miles on now, don't he? Yeah, I, this I should think be that. the bare minimum for him. Yeah, and like I said, I think National will be right up his street this season. I'd, I'd love for him to get another grade done. So that RSA was, that's what I said, I, it was the closest thing I'd seen to Denman since Denman. Mm. You know, he just looked like an absolute tank of an animal. And just the sparks, there are still a, a couple of sparks here and there of him. You mentioned the storyteller, you said you think he might finish second. Look, he's done really well this year. He's done really well, won at Punchestown. Earlier this month where he beat two a Permi, Balco de Flow, Alfred Ezebo and Ravenhill who all reappose here. And on all in all form really recently he should have their measure. Been in form all season. But again this would require a clear career best for him, wouldn't it? Would it be yeah. a career best for him to beat Chris's dream? Yeah, I'd say so, but in the form that he's in you certainly wouldn't rule him out. I thought Keith Donning you give him a lovely ice cold ride last time and he won that as if he's still in, still progressing. I thought he'd hit a bit of his ceiling um, a couple of years ago, but he, he's he smashed through that, and I, th- I think he's got a decent chance here. I think he's the most likely second. Um, do you reckon Gordon Elliott have the the tri-cast up in the championship? I won't rule it out. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't um, rule it out. Although, look... I'd I'd be disappointed if Chris was really wasn't in the free. So 
whilst I wouldn't rule it out, I don't think it will happen. <laughs> the storyteller's a strange one. He looked really, really good last time, and he was value, more, uh, more value than the winning distance suggests. He didn't make it easy. A, a judge I really respect, I've seen on Twitter as well, I think immediately after he said that's a national winner. I'm not going to name him because I might be wrong, but I'm 90% sure I know who it was. And I think they said this horse wins a national, which fascinates me. Uh, I wouldn't rule him out of being in the free either. But again, I think it's a right job on. I think Delta works a decent price. Him and Liz Nagaros for double are two favourites who I think are a class above what they're up against. Yeah. Maybe not a poor double. If that makes it a little bit more interesting, but I think we're both with him here. Yeah. We both are. If he met if he met Manila Rindo in the Savills, where would you be with? Assuming he goes and wins this. Manila Rindo. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. The grade two at Down Royal. Uh sees easy game. Odds on favourite, ten to eleven to beat Sam Crow at seven to four. Fifteen to two. Battle over Doyen, seventeen to two sizing pots it and fifty to one. Yaha Fizz. Really, really good match race this Jim and in my eyes it is a match race but you don't mind battle over Doyen no I'm I'm willing to give him a few more goals this season and I've not got excuses for him but I feel like he's a better horse than what he's shown Uh, and and I know he has won seven of his ten starts but I still think at the top level we haven't seen him in, in best effect but like you said easy game and Sam Crow two top class animals locking horns here and Sam Crow is, well, we saw he's, he's winning the Mars last season, um, just got home on the nod. Um, he, he'd flopped as uh, going for a champion hurdle campaign, but we saw him in better light over two mile four going chasing last season. Uh, I mean, I think the Gordon Elliott horses are running so well at the minute. And I think that will certainly help him. Not saying that the Mullins horses aren't, but they're absolutely flying. Uh, Sam Crow's had wind surgery for his second time. 7-4 to four is a nice price, and he's probably where I'll lead over Easy Game, even though uh, Easy Game hasn't done an awful lot wrong in recent times. And he beat the Storyteller, who I think will run quite well uh, in the... <laughs> Bless me, in the champion chase. I'm with you on that. I really like Easy Game. He's a horse I have a hell of a lot of a time for and has been in form over the summer, winning twice, you know, including the Goran Champion Chase last time out. Which, if people had a go at the people who have a go at Champions Day, no one has a go at Goran having a Champion Chase, do they? No, they don't, do they? No one screams and shouts going, oh, Easy Game's not a champion. A Davies, bugger off. Uh no, look, Sam Crow won at this meeting last season, so I don't see why Gordon wouldn't have him ready. You know, obviously two years ago, he wasn't ready, and he got turned off over by the Bedrock boys. But, uh They're both rated level... On, on bare ratings, they're level. An easy game. He's the one with a recent run. But I think, we, I think if you were to ask anyone, say... On a normal level, Sam Crow, at his best, is better than Easy Game. Yeah. 
and I've just got to hope Gordon has him ready at seven to four. You like Battle Over Doyen. You said you're willing to give him more chances. There are fewer horses in training I dislike more. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, has won seven races, and I I can't remember a single time I've been impressed by him. Did he beat Champagne Classic? Wasn't he going to win National? Yeah, Champagne Classic will win the National. So what, why do you hate Battle Over Doyen that much? I don't hate him. I just don't... Maybe because he was very short price. He went, he went off five to win at the Cheltenham Festival, didn't he? And he flopped. And I know he came. He, he had a little bit of. He had quite a reputation. And even as a chaser, you know, he was. What well, he wasn't far off anti post favourite uh, for the RSA early last season. It was. It was as much battle over doing or champ rather than champ or Manila Indo. You know, early part of last season, and just. Every time I've seen him, and it's insane as well because I look at the horses that he's beating, and they're all quite good. You know, any second now, he he turned over this time last year. Champagne Classic needs four miles, and he were able to get within a length of him. You said you don't mind him over two and a half miles. I think he's ridiculously paceless. Hmm. Uh. He could he could prove me wrong, and I guess everyone connected with him will hope he's better than a one five two horse. And to a degree, I think that's a little bit of a uh, lenient rating for him on what he's actually done. But Jesus Christ, I, I don't know. He just is he just a bit. Oh, the thing is, I'm not good at slagging horses off because I, you know, I, I I'm quite civilized when it comes to like. The connections in that book. I don't. I just don't really know. Put your finger on what Battle Over Down's good at. I can't. I think he's quite good at jumping. It's just. It's just a bit meh for me. Uh, sizing pot say. Did well over fences last season. Needs to improve here. And yeah, half is. Uh, Turns up fairly often in races. He has no business being in. Uh, <laughs> but if, if he takes money home, he takes money home. Happy days. I prefer him doing that than the Ronan McNally way. Uh, oh, I'm opposite. I love the Ronan McNally way. But it's cheating, isn't it? It's not cheating. Not, not officially, but it is cheating. Well, you could say Mark Prescott's done that for years. Yeah, he has. He has. But I don't like it. It's rubbish. I, I quite like it. <laughs> it's a bit of shit owlsery that I think we need more of. I think it makes a mockery of the sport. It makes us look dodgy to outsiders. I think it's unfair on everyone else who studied studied that race the night before. I'm not a fan, and I understand why they do it. Of course, we understand why they do it. But I'd like to think I'd have a little bit more integrity than that. Would you have a kitchen fitted by him though, Ronan? Yeah. I don't know. I'd probably open the door and there'd probably be a water slide in there knowing him. Full of secrets. <laughs> I'd pay for a ki- you know, I'd be thinking it were a kitchen, it'd actually be like some sort of like fucking TARDIS. <laughs> oh, uh, Friday at Down Royal is the best card of the year. Uh, how many winners does Gordon have? Shall I run through them? For Up Delane. Wins. Wins. Queen's Brook. 
That's a nice race. I'm not. I'm, I was slightly disappointed with the last time. I know she won, but I'm willing to brush that aside. Polly Tess is a horse I've got a lot of time for for Lorna Fowler. Uh, but Queensbrook is very, very decent. Uh, Don't forget Brave Way. She was impressive last time. Yeah, good race. But look, it might take a brave man to say anything else than Gordon's wins. WKD Hurdle, Abacadabra 7-4 on. Gordon's wins. And wins uh, the champion hurdle. <laughs> Sorry, oh. South Rock. Ha. Does Gordon have anything in the handicap? The answer is no. So he can't win that. He can't win that. Might he win the three o'clock uh, beginner's chase, Jim? I hear there's quite a decent one in there called Envoi Allen. Pre-recording this as well, I, I said to Jim, I'm so excited to see him over the fence tomorrow. I think he might, you know, I'd be gutted if he loses. I, I hope he's the best we've ever seen. And Jim said who? But I wasn't really paying attention. A, I've been at work all day, and B, I've not really looked at the cards for Friday. I only looked at Saturday. Envoy Allen's running on Saturday. Uh, it will ruin on my... On Saturday? Oh, mm, it's been a long one. <laughs> and you're the one that's messed up there. One all, then. One all, I'll call it that. Uh, no luck. Point away from home. I'll take it. I was halfway crying when we were uh, talking about him on the preview. I mean, the time form pre-race comments has, has the potential to be a true great. And I will not accept anything less than true great at this stage. How built up he is. He's 16 to 1 on to win already. This time tomorrow. Uh, just hope he gets the job done. I hope it's half as good as I thought about it. Because genuinely, over lockdown, one of the things that has been... Really, when you've had bugger all to look forward to, the thought of seeing this horse over a fence has been one of the things that has been making me smile. You know, uh, so please just be good. And then he's also unleashing the uh, the bumper horse. He's also got Timoteo in the handicap, handicap as well, who's he's bought from. Midland Park uh, that's out of Alan King you, I think he's got a good chance yeah good mention there Jim I want to say he's, he's also got the uh, bumper horse Gerhard and Bally Adam out in the maiden hurdle at Down Royal on Saturday uh, he loves bullying this race don't he Colixios as well goes in their juvenile hurdle as does Glorious Zoff so he's throwing probably two of his most impressive juveniles so far this season up against each other Jesus Christ, Gordon. Behave yourself, boy. Uh, quick one on Carlisle on Sunday. Look, we can't really analyse this because we don't have final decks, but the Colin Parker chase normally throws out a good one. I like an intermediate chase. Yeah, same. I do as well. Because there's not that many of them. I think they feel a little bit a little bit special. Like when you get a race over the Aintree fences, you think, oh, we don't get one of these normally. It's not no analysis there whatsoever. Uh, but Imperial already is jocked up with David Bass on board, so he's black up. Black up oh god no. Black up. Uh brewing up a storm. I did say up the first time, I just I did say up. I hope I said up. Dodgy uh, language. Windsor Avenue. 
Tommy Tucker's also entered as his eye right Sam Brown SB large decent race this Jimmy if they all go uh, I was speaking to our friend Liam Dye this week on Twitter and we both agreed brewing up a storm was will prove to be the best horse that ran in last year's article and I think this looks a really decent opportunity for him to start his season yeah I agree I think he's got a good chance in this as much as like the Tommy Tucker Sam Brown's interested in this um, he was disappointed wasn't he in the in the Reynolds town but he's done nothing but jump uh, and stay in the grade two at Haydock that time he, he was well outpaced and he flew home um, and he was comfortable in the end and, and I thought that was one of the performances of the season of novice chases um, he's interested in this back down to mile four um, I think in my opinion if, if Sam Brown or Bruno for Storm turn up I think they'll be the first or second yeah fair enough can't disagree with that I like Sam Brown as well uh, Jim RTR nap time oh every time you catch me by surprise and I really don't know why I should be surprised because you do it every time um, Sam Spinner the nap come on the spinner do me proud uh, I'll then go for next best we'll have you know what I'm going to go next best in the novice hurdle at Ascot the is it the fifth race on the card and I know that there could be some nice horses in it Captain Morgs was pretty good last time but I'm going to go Addis Ababa uh, I didn't think his third behind Chantry House was that bad uh, over, over hurdles for the first time and he'd been running well on the flat and he was up to a rating of 90 Um I think he might run well. Hopefully, he's a nice price, uh, being the Johnny Farrelly yard. He won't be as well known or well punted. So I think he'll be my next best. Uh, and my reserve will come. My reserve will come in the West Yorkshire hurdle with Liz Nagar Oscar. Oh, mate, you are a devil, aren't you? Why? Because you've, you've stolen mine. I was going to put Addis Ababa up. Were you actually? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing him out at the weekend. Yeah, I think he'll win. I think well, he'll win this. Well, that's a positive. Uh, we might as well. That, that's that's the, the double nap for the weekend. It is the nap is Addis Ababa. I don't know what price he'll bet, and Fearless is a decent one for Ollie Murphy in opposition. But again, I when I wrote a long list of horses to follow before I narrowed it down, Addis Ababa was on it. He didn't quite make the cut to the final six, but he was on the long list, and I think he's going to be a nice one this season. I'd like for him to. I mean, look, he doesn't have a, a hurdles rating yet, but are you going to say what I think you're going to say? What bet for hurdles? Uh, well, he's still a novice, so I guess there's loads of options, isn't there? Yeah, I, I would think he'd better for hurdle. I'm not quite sure whether he's at that level, but if he gets in, you know, I'd I'd have him already running to mid 120s. Yeah, I, I think I think he's it could be a nice horse this season. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, the next best then, Jim. Ooh. 
What more? Yeah. What more to win the Sodexo Gold Cup? Big fan of. And the reserve is Envoy Allen. Just because every time he runs, I mean, it just makes my weekend. So, I just hope he's as good as he is. Uh, anything else from you, mate? Um, no, I don't think so. Jim Connolly's out at Ascot uh, on Saturday. I think he needs to brush up on his jumping, but I'm looking forward to seeing him out. Um, that, no? No. That's it from me as well. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, thanks to rating the races for the support, and we'll see you all again soon. Stay safe. See you later.